say, ah, act on mouth health this World Oral Health Day by learning about good oral care, spreading the word, and participating in an event. Take care of your oral health to protect your mouth and body. Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to today's uh, Dental Care's Oral Health Talk. As you all know, uh, we had uh, celebrated World Oral Health Day and uh, we had uh, uh, promised that we will uh, create awareness uh, uh, in the population by conducting oral health talk every month. And uh, today, uh, uh, I am uh, again uh, welcoming you all for the April's edition of Oral World Health Day. And uh, it is uh, called as April's edition of Oral Health Talk. And uh, today's uh, topic will be uh, we have uh, uh, chosen uh, diabetes mellitus and, uh, and its implications on oral health. And why did we choose this topic is because uh, diabetes mellitus is the most prevalent uh, uh, disease uh, in amongst uh, Indians. And uh, diabetes mellitus is uh, uh, in the year uh, when the, the survey has been conducted in the year 2000. Uh, India had topped uh, uh, the world in, in its prevalence and followed by China and United States. Uh, according to Wild et al., uh, uh, by the year 2030, uh, world's diabetic mellitus uh, patients is going to be doubled uh, uh, by the year 2030. So, uh, so that is why, uh, and uh, most of, uh, in our clinic, uh, most of the patients say about 21% of uh, patients who are aged 60 years or older are coming with diabetes mellitus. So we want to help our, uh, our create awareness amongst uh, uh, these patients uh, and um, help them uh, uh, resolve all their doubts uh, because they are probably should come without uh, any anxiety with uh, a lot of questions in their uh, mind. So we have uh, probably uh, tried to uh, reduce their doubts and uh, uh, talk about diabetes mellitus and its oral implications. So I would uh, want you to uh, uh, talk about uh, diabetes mellitus and uh, uh, with the, to start with we will go with the definition. So as we commonly know, diabetes mellitus is increased blood sugar levels in our body. But if we had to actually define it, how do we define it? So diabetes is a chronic disease that is caused by inherited and or acquired deficiency in the production of insulin by the pancreas or by ineffectiveness of the, of the insulin produced. Okay. So uh, what are the common uh, symptoms and signs that, you, uh, that uh, uh, patients are experiencing in that business? The most common signs and symptoms that we can see with patients with diabetes are number one is polyuria that is uh, excessive urination, polydipsia that is excessive thirst, and polyphagia that is excessive hunger. Then we can see tiredness in those patients, then abnormal weight loss is seen, fatigue is seen, then delayed mood healing is seen, blurred, blurred vision is seen, and um, Neuropathy is seen for these patients. Yes. Uh, and uh, renal, uh, renal failure is seen. 
So, uh, followed by uh, the most common signs in the colors. Uh, we will uh, talk about uh, these uh, commonly uh, uh, or most common classification, uh, most recent classification of therapist is uh, type 1, type 2 and uh, gestational therapist. So can you elaborate about uh, type 1, type 2? Surely. Type 1 diabetes is usually insulin dependent diabetes in which insulin is not getting produced from the pancreas. It is usually seen in children. Now type 2 diabetes which is usually seen in adults. So in this death is body's inability to respond properly to the action of insulin. And then there is gestational diabetes which is usually seen in pregnant ladies. It is usually seen in 2 to 5 percent of pregnant. Next heading will be idiopathogenesis or how does uh, diabetes occurs in the body. So uh, all everybody knows that each and uh, every cell in our body requires insulin uh, for glucose uptake. Uh, I mean uh, to produce energies in particular cells. So can you elaborate on uh, on idiopathogenesis? Sure, So when we usually consume food that is carbohydrates, they will get metabolized, that is they will break down into simpler form of sugars that is called glucose. Now this glucose will be taken up by each and every cell in the body to give energy. So for this process to happen, for the glucose intake yeah. to the cell, insulin is needed. Insulin plays an important key in this process. So when the insulin goes to the cell, and it attaches itself to the cell uh, to the insulin receptor. The cell uh, take up the glucose from the blood and thus helping to produce energy. So uh, to uh, make it very simple to our audience, so uh, there is insulin here and there is a cell membrane. And this is a cell, and top of it, uh, this is called a cell membrane, right? So there are receptors on the cell membrane to receive insulin and then which will actually facilitate uh, the insulin intake but the, I mean, uh, glucose goes into the cell if the receptor accepts uh, insulin. So, so if now, insulin is not uh, produced. Now as we know in type 1 diabetes that we have actually discussed, insulin is not getting produced. So when insulin is not getting produced from the pancreas, the insulin cannot go and attach itself to the receptor cells that is present on the cell membrane. Thus the glucose is not getting uptake by the cell. Thus the glucose is there in the blood causing high blood sugar levels. Now in type 2 diabetes, in which insulin is actually getting produced, but it is the receptor cells that which are not accepting insulin its inability uh, to accept the insulin, insulin receptors are uh, not getting uh, are modified or yes. there, there is a pathogen pathogenesis present so it's not taking up insulin for which again the cell is not able to take up the glucose present in the blood thus causing high blood sugar levels uh, this is this is all about uh, pathogenesis uh, this is how uh, 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 glucose will remain in the blood, uh, causing increase in excessive uh, glucose levels in the blood. So this is also called a diabetes mental. So why are people uh, with diabetes mental more prone to rectal infections, or uh, or uh, in, in a certain way, what we can put it is, 
how these diabetes uh, mellitus affects oral patients. Now the patients which are suffering from diabetes are more prone to infections and vascular complications. In these patients, even the healing process is impaired. Now this is actually happening because of three main things, which is there is an increase in anaerobic bacteria. Anaerobic bacteria are bacteria which can survive without oxygen. So now the next number is the next point is there is an alteration in the neutrophils. Now neutrophils, as we know, is the first line of defense uh, in our body. And the third point is altered collagen metabolism, which actually helps in healing and bone formation. So if you uh, if you have to elaborate this uh, uh, about uh, neutrophils being the first line of defense mechanism, neutrophils are affected uh, uh, by uh, how does uh, inability of the neutrophils uh, affect? Usually the chemotaxis, phagocytosis, uh, and other impact. So that is how the neutrophils are not working. So, next question uh, will be uh, what are the uh, signs and symptoms which are uh, oral signs and mm -hmm. symptoms present in diabetes mellitus? So, as uh, uh, I want to say, uh, say to our viewers that as um, face is the index of our mind, uh, uh, in dentistry, what they call is our uh, mouth is the index of index of so many so underlying many uh, unknown, diseases. unknown diseases. So when you uh, check your, when any dentist uh, checks your oral uh, oral tissues, not only he will look into the uh, teeth, he will uh, also look into the uh, soft tissues also, which can actually identify a lot of underlying diseases. Not only diabetes, uh, uh, there are a lot of unknown no, underlying no. Uh, systemic diseases basically. So. Uh, to uh, to uh, uh, stick to the relevant topic today, what are the signs and symptoms which you find in the oral uh, uh, cavity? Uh, whom uh, you can actually uh, tell that these patients are diabetic patients. So in patients with diabetes mellitus, we can usually see the oral signs and symptoms that are very commonly seen. That is redness of the gums, swelling of the gums, and there is bleeding of the gums. Then bone loss is seen in these patients. Then candidiasis, which is a kind of fungal infection, which is usually seen in these patients. Then there is excessive uh, bone loss. Then in these patients, there uh, the burning sensation is there in the mouth, which is called on yes burning mouth syndrome, xerostomia. Then burning of the tongue, fissured tongue, what called geographic tongue, which we say that is also usually seen in these patients. Increased dental caries because of xerostomia and uh, multiple gum infections are seen in these patients. And what about these lichenoid? Uh, yes, lichenoid. Lichenoid. Uh, all kind of infections. Are uh, uh, basically, basically yes, seen in this. Okay. So, um, to further add to uh, one more question. So, if a patient has to do a self examination, uh, what we'll have to uh, uh, check for, uh, or uh, what are the basic uh, signs and symptoms which uh, uh, draws uh, patients' attention to uh, dentist, or uh, what would uh, a patient see uh, for themselves, or uh, 
when do they uh, seek your uh, uh, you know uh, uh, seek dentists to uh, treat dental infections and other So in patients, in normally patients who have diabetes, they will see bleeding of gums and they will see burning mouth syndrome, xerostomia will be present in them. Then a lot of gum infections will be present in them, which will actually draw them to go for a dental checkup. That usually otherwise they won't come, but if they see a lot of gum infections is happening on a progressive rate, so they. So, uh, what age group uh, are we looking at? Uh, so those who are uh, aged about 35 years or 40 years, uh, if they find out any of these uh, any of signs, signs and symptoms, they should definitely come uh, for a dental visit and get their dental checkup done. So the most commonly asked questions by all the diabetes patients is that can we undergo any dental treatments? So what would you like to say about that? Uh, uh, any uh, uh, diabetic patients are, uh, uh, are fit to uh, uh, undergo any kind of dental procedures starting from scaling uh, till major surgery. So, uh, since, uh, uh, yeah, uh, as the patient uh, approaches our dental clinic, we follow certain protocols. We will start with, uh, uh, we will take the medical history basically. Once medical history is evaluated, we will categorize patients into uh, different categories, which is mild, moderate, and severe uh, uh, risk categories. And uh, uh, since uh, uh, with the blood investigations, we will uh, uh, we'll put patients into each and every category. And then uh, we will uh, follow uh, a protocol uh, with uh, stress reduction protocol by which includes uh, early morning appointments and uh, um, what else? Early morning appointments, a sedation uh, can be uh, uh, taken. And then uh, adequate uh, breakfast needs to be and treatment breaks. And these are certain uh, stress reduction. Usually, most common complications that you see in diabetes monitors is hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia is nothing but uh, 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 lowering of your blood sugar level, which causes dizziness and uh, probably as a consequence, in, uh, it might lead to some positive and other stuff like that. So, uh, it can be treated. Hypoglycemia can be uh, treated in a dental uh, setup itself. So, usually, uh, immediately uh, glucose. Uh, will be given so that um, yeah, their sugar levels uh, becomes normal and their uh, um, you know, alertness or uh, drowsiness. Majorly, uh, uh, apart from that, uh, we will explain about uh, how do we treat uh, mild, uh, moderate and uh, severe risk of category patients. So one by one, uh, so uh, as you know, uh, what do we, what precautions uh, do we uh, take care in mild category? Can you explain or put some uh, uh, advice on it? To further add, uh, add to our uh, question, so uh, in our uh, dental care, uh, as we are, as everybody knows, we are the enemies secretary dental care. Uh, what protocols and guidelines uh, that? Uh, we will follow in our dental clinic uh, where uh, diabetes mentors patients uh, can undergo uh, all the treatments. So I have, since I have already told, 
mental diabetes mellitus patients can undergo in every procedure from uh, basic uh, scaling to uh, uh, surgical procedures. So, how do we categorize and uh, what protocols do we follow after? So, in our dental clinic, we usually classify the diabetic patients into three categories. Number one is mild category, number two is moderate category, and number three is severe risk patients category. So, in mild category patients, the HbA1c is less than equal to seven, with mean blood sugar level as less than equal to 150 mg/dl. For moderate risk patients, the HbA1c is seven to ten while the mean blood sugar level is 150 to 240 mg/dl. Now for high risk patients, the HbA1c levels are greater than 10 while the mean blood sugar levels is 240 and above. Now if we have to classify mild patients category, in these patients they need very little care and attention and can be treated with normal protocols because they are the low risk patients. Okay, so uh, in uh, mild category patients, we can treat them as uh, as any other normal uh, healthy patients. So uh, when we come to uh, moderate risk category patients, uh, uh, what are we looking at? So uh, we will further classify this into surgical and non-surgical uh, uh, procedures. So what uh, precautions uh, protocols do you follow in surgical? Uh, or uh, first we will start with non-surgical and then uh, follow the surgical procedures. Now for moderate risk patients, for getting a non-surgical procedure done, these procedures can be followed as mild risk patients only. For getting a surgical procedure done, oral sedation will be considered with an antibiotic covering and if required, medical consultation will proceed moderate or advanced surgical procedures. Okay. So, probably we can, uh, for the uh, surgical procedures, we can uh, take, uh, take consultations. consultations from the medical So, um, how do we uh, treat uh, high-risk category patients? First, we will uh, uh, talk about non-surgical and then the surgical procedures. Now for high-risk patients who have uncontrolled diabetes because as I already said their HbA1c is greater than 10 and their green blood sugar levels is greater than 240 mg/dl. All procedures such as non-surgical and surgical procedures will require medical consultation and if it is non-emergency treatment it is said that it will be deferred until medical condition is stabilized for such patients. So we will take a consultation from uh, uh, the diabetician and, uh, and uh, we will take uh, them. If, if it is an emergency, emergency uh, situation. Then, uh, uh, then we will have to do certain, certain uh, no. uh, protocols to immediately reduce the infection. Start with an antibiotic uh, therapy and then suggest uh, or uh, refer them to the definition. And if it is non emergency, if we can wait, we will uh, wait for uh, the entire blood uh, sugar levels to get control so that he, can, he or she can undergo any medical 
So you mean to say uh, diabetic mental's uh, patients uh, can undergo each and every treatment provided the blood sugar levels are under control. So uh, I think uh, this uh, concludes our uh, topic of the day. And uh, we will take uh, certain uh, questions uh, which we have uh, uh, got it through the emails. And I will pick a couple of questions and I'll uh, ask you. Uh, uh, we will uh, try to answer as many uh, questions as possible. And uh, hopefully, this will uh, uh, help all our patients. Uh, reduce the doubts of the, the patients.